that. Hey. Is that a Bitcoin? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> Proud of yourself? Yeah. Oh my people. god, this is so boring. That annoying Bitcoiner at the party that like corners you, you? and talks to you. You mean you? Uh, which is not what companies oh that are talking about blockchain I'm so sorry. Are, are interested too? in. Oh my god, this uh, news. Welcome to Talk Bitcoin to Me, a down and dirty podcast to get nitty gritty with the booty. A space for folks to learn about Bitcoin without feeling stupid. <laughs> Please note, we are not financial advisors. Any more than your favorite murder podcasters are licensed detectives, so please don't mortgage your house on our advice. Thanks. Hey, Matt. Hey. Don't be a giant piece of shit. <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. Going... You caught us mid-fight. Oh, my God. We've been seeing a lot about GameStop and shorting and short squeezing in the news, and if you haven't seen it in the news, it's because you haven't seen it on your newsfeed. That's a pretty good reason. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You don't have to know what's going on. The algorithms um, don't want you to know. <laughs> Ooh, deep state. Whoa. However, if you have seen it or if you're like, why haven't I seen it? We're here to kind of try to do like a little mini episode where we demystify it for you guys and make you like us more so you keep listening to yeah. our regular podcast. Which is Bitcoin. more about Bitcoin. We're probably not going to touch on Bitcoin very much on this. No, like like at all, really. Try to make this like a short little snack, not to borrow a word from Robinhood, which we will be talking about today, Robinhood app. Oh, good Lord. We feel like we need to explain this. Um, we don't know everything. Oh my God, we don't know everything. But if we know even slightly more than you, maybe we can give you a little help. For you to understand what's been going on in the news, you need to understand three things. You need to understand what shorting is. We're going to explain that. You need to understand what GameStop is. You might already know that. You might not. And you need to understand what Reddit is, which we actually mentioned in our first episode, episode zero, because of explaining it like I'm five. We're going to dive into those three things. Let's start with what is shorting. Matt, can you give us a definition, an accessible, normal person definition of what shorting is? Okay. The simplest version of shorting is betting against something instead of for it. When you buy a stock because you think the price is gonna go up, that's taking a long position or longing a stock. So shorting is the exact opposite of that. So it's kind of like when we think about investing in something, we invest in it because we think it's gonna go up. But what are people who are like, nah, it's gonna go down? Like there exists a market position for them and it's called shorting. Yeah, it used to just be, if you want something to go down, you just sold your position or didn't bet on it because you thought it wasn't going to be worth as much. Mm, and now you can make money if you think something's going to fail. Right. Okay. So Matt, walk us through a scenario of shorting something. Like help us understand. Let's take Apple's stock. Okay. okay. So I don't know what Apple's stock is. Wait, are you going to look it up right now? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Apple's uh, stock. Currently sitting at $137. Okay. But let's so we're just going to say like 150 Oh, all right. It's easier with 100 It's 100 okay, guys. Just, You're so welcome. I've got, say I've got 10 shares of Apple stock mm -hmm. and I'm a broker. So like you, you want to borrow it from me. I don't know what a broker is. Do I need to know? No. Okay. You don't. Great. You've um, got 10 shares of Apple stock. I don't know who you are, but you've got them. Great. Great. I've got them. <laughs> and you're thinking, you know what? I don't think Apple's doing so great. I think the price of for a share, I think the stock price of, of Apple is going to go down. You say, hey, Matt, um, I know you got those 10 shares of Apple. Can I borrow five of them? And I'll give them back later. And I say, yeah, you can borrow them. I'm going to charge you a little bit of money to borrow them, but like not much. And they're yours to do whatever you want with. Maybe there's a time frame on that. Like a week. Yeah. I'm going sure. to need them by next week. Okay. So you take those shares from me and then you turn around to the market uh, and you sell them at market price. So at $100, right? Yeah. So now you've got $500 in your pocket. No more stocks, but I have 500 bucks. Right. Okay. And you're hoping 
that the price goes down. And let's say it does go down. Let's say it goes way down to $50. So now you're like, sweet, it went way down. I still owe Matt five shares. I don't owe him 500. I owe him five shares. You mean shares of Apple stock. So I go back so and So you I, go back to the market I buy and them. you buy them again. You buy five shares. I only spend 250 $250 total, right? And I just $50 give them back a share, to you. And you give them back to me and you pocket that extra, that $250 that, that you made basically off so the trade. So I shorted the market. You shorted the market. But what happens if you short it and then the price doesn't go down, goes up? Oh, shit. Yeah. Because, wait, because it actually, it would mean that I took your five shares from you mm -hmm. and I sold them and I made 500 bucks. But now the price keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And I still owe you five shares. So I'm going to pan I'm panicking. I owe you these by next week. Yeah. So I have got to buy these back. And so I'm going to lose money to give you your shares back. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting for a couple of reasons because you as the lender or like the broker, as you said, you can put a lot of parameters on you giving me my your stock. You're loaning me your stock. You want it back in seven days. You can charge me like an interest rate on it. Right. And then you can also even say, hey, you're so welcome to have these five Apple stocks uh, at $100, but if Apple hits $200, I want them back immediately. Those kind of things happen um, at like an institutional level. I don't really know much about it, though. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't. All we know is that it's possible for people and giant institutions, so like single pe single buyers and giant institutions to say, mm, I bet this is going to fail, so I'm going to short it, meaning I'm going to borrow it, I'm going to sell it, I'm going to wait for it to plummet, then I'm going to buy it back, and then I'm going to give it back. So I've pocketed the difference. Yeah, actually, I'm unclear on how easy it is for a retail investor to short a market. Hey, by the way, a retail investor is you and me. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a non-institutional Yeah, like where would investor. I go to borrow it's someone's stock? You're right. Yeah. Like, what do I call the, like, hey, I want to borrow the stock hotline? <laughs> Yeah, but the first question a lot of them are going to say is, are you an accredited investor? And we are not because we're not billionaires, which this speaks to the whole system being elitist. But right, it anyway. is elitist. And there's, there are some reasons why it's a risk thing, but yes. There are good reasons it, and bad reasons. Mm -hmm. like it's complicated. For many things. It's okay, so number two, now that you know what shorting is, and if you don't, just rewind and listen to it again at like 1.2 speed. What is GameStop? Okay, GameStop is like blockbuster for games. And similar to Blockbuster, it's not been doing super great. I got a lot of memories going to GameStop. <laughs> I actually have been to GameStop, too. Getting a new too. Halo when it came out. Looking at Game Boy mm -hmm. games. You can buy your gamer shit there still. Yay. Um, and there's like a couple of market indicators, fancy term for like astrology signs in the market, that might indicate that it could have a comeback. Uh, there's also a lot of indicators that it's just going to die, like Blockbuster. It's not been doing so hot because... You can just download games now. You can play them on your PC. You can play them on your Switch. You can you can just download them from the Xbox Marketplace. Right. You don't really need to go into a brick and mortar and buy a game anymore. Yep. It's kind of like CDs. A side note there. I think I think there were there were some rumors that they may be trying to change their their strategy. Yeah, up, like become. You know, if you know a lot, I'm going to say something. If you don't know anything, don't be intimidated. But there was like a signal that it was going to become kind of like the Chewy of. So Chewy is like a a pet store. No, it was the Chewy CEO had had bought a lot. And yeah. So, and then he got a seat at the board because they were like, this guy knows what he's doing. He did Chewy. Maybe he can help GameStop out. Right. But I, that's what I'm saying. I think that GameStop was like, maybe we can like mail our games to people. <laughs> oh, I don't. Could be completely off on that. Though. We don't, that's we don't know. true. They could just be like, hey, you have some clout. Come sit at our table. Yeah, like 
you get business. So anyway, in the wide open information age, and these are just on the books, there were a couple of hedge funds that were shorting GameStop. Okay, so let's slow down and just review what that would mean. Okay, well, you said hedge funds? Yeah. So what's a hedge fund? Okay. Yeah. A hedge fund is a group of very, very elite investors, meaning people who manage huge stock portfolios. So like billions of dollars worth of stocks in one giant portfolio. And the reason they put them in one portfolio is so that if one stock starts underperforming, it's not massively crippling the whole portfolio. It's a diversified portfolio. Mm -hmm. It's hedged against things that are going to kill it. And they usually have a pretty high threshold for whether or not you're allowed to be in like in their investment circle. Right. And, so it's and, for rich people. And they're typically known for investing in like non-traditional strategies. Yeah, and, because they're and far assets. less regulated than like big investment yeah, they, firms. Yeah. So it's almost fair to say that like normal investment companies are like big SEC football teams. And then like hedge funds are like Ivy Leagues and we only have rowing. <laughs> there you go let's go with that public knowledge some of these hedge funds these elite billion dollar portfolio people like the white men who wear loafers club uh were shorting gamestop and this wasn't secret knowledge this is public knowledge if you know where to look the problem is is a lot of people don't know where to look they were shorting gamestop which means what they were doing is they were like this stock is overvalued and they were saying it was overvalued when it was like 17 dollars a share they were like, this is going to plummet to like $4 a share. And guys, when you own thousands of shares in something, that drop from 17 to 4 is huge. So what they did is they borrowed a bunch of stocks. They sold them at 17. And then they were like, hee hee hee, let's wait till it drops. And then we'll buy them back. And then we'll give that person their stocks back. And then we will have made a profit for our investors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A group of people on Reddit, which we're going to go over Reddit in just a second, got wind of this. And they were like, hey, you know what would really fuck up this hedge funds portfolio? If the price not only didn't drop to $4, it skyrocketed to like over 300 yep. If we all pile in and we go buy GameStop stock, we can drive up the price and make them panic because at the end of the day, they still owe those stocks back and they're not going to be selling them for less than $17. They're going to have to panic and buy them at like whatever that is, like 200 times the price. Yep. Okay, so what is Reddit, Matt? Ooh, Reddit's a place that uh, ooh, I spent a lot of time. You cut your teeth on Reddit. <laughs> I spent a lot of time. Essentially, it is a website that's comprised of seemingly infinite forums that Which they we, call. we can call rooms. Yeah, rooms. And they call these rooms or forums subreddits. There's one for soccer. There's one for makeup. There's one for anything you can basically think of. Absolutely anything. There's a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Their whole premise is is a little tongue-in-cheek to the idea of Wall Street, um, where they, they basically refer them to themselves as degenerate gamblers. You know, <laughs> like maybe they do, maybe they don't make calls or bets on stocks in real life okay, but with information they gain off of Wall Street. I mean, it's just a big forum. Yeah, but People... how is Wall Street not gambling? Isn't it all just one big gamble? It depends on how you look at it. I would say that maybe wherever you put your value is some sort of gamble. It just depends on your risk appetite. But the difference between maybe the stock market and the casino, some may argue, is that a casino is betting purely on chance. Mm. And your money goes to the house if you lose, right? Yeah. And that's it. 
But stock market's much different than a casino in that. I have information. Maybe you're still, yeah, maybe you're still betting, but you're betting on the success of a company um, based on merit, hopefully. You know, that's kind of the idea, yeah, right? Yeah, or I like believe in the CEO, or I think we're going to need this thing. Or like, uh, if you've watched the show Silicon Valley, you might invest in the sesame seed company because there's going to be locusts who come eat all the sesame seeds and Burger King needs sesame seeds for their buns. So yeah. you have belief more than just, I think it's going to land on red. Exactly. Okay. Wall Street bets, the degenerates, mm-hmm. <laughs> they came across this information that hedge funds had been shorting GameStop and they were like, he he he, what if we all like bought GameStop stock shares because they're like 17 bucks? Like if you have $100 to invest in these shares, if we all did that, we would drive up this price and like fuck over their like, shorting strategy. Wouldn't it be strategy. funny if we just bought it and bid up the price and their shorts got way worse? And when that happens, by the way, it's called a short squeeze. Not by the way. This is a big deal. Matt, yeah. tell this, us what this a is, short. This is the, this this is the deal. Okay. So what, what is, is a short squeeze? Okay. So the price is determined by how many buyers versus sellers, right? There's more buyers than sellers. The price goes up. And just FYI, that's price of anything. It's price that's of anything. not it's price, price of, of stocks. That's price of, price of uh, apples. <laughs> it's what you're willing to pay versus what I'm willing to sell it to it's you for. It's what a market's for. It's price discovery. Right? Yeah. As we negotiate Essential. that cinnamon like bun at the farmer's market, when Cindy first set that price as $4 a bun, and she realized that, oh, that's a little low because people would be willing to pay $5. But then she raised it to 7 and no one was buying it. So she brought it back down to five fifty. Ah, perfect price discovery. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of the market, like is to establish price discovery. What are you willing to buy it for? What are they willing to sell it for? It's supposed to be kind of natural, not manipulated. So what happens in a short squeeze? Okay, so in a short squeeze, what happens to people that have shorted it is they get in a pinch because the price is going up. So they thought there'd be more sellers than buyers, but it turns out they're wrong. There's more buyers than sellers. Woof, this is complicated. So can you go back to the Apple thing where I bought five shares from you and I'm going to need to give them back to you? You borrowed five shares from me at $100. And I have them over here and I'm like, hee hee, Apple's going to drop and I'm going to make a profit. But Apple didn't go to 100 it went to 200. It went to 50. It went to 200, let's say. So now in order for you to buy your shares back, you've got to pay $200 a share. But guess what? All the other people that are shorting that are like getting scared, right? There's like a thousand Kayleys. So as soon as these shorters start closing out their positions, which is what that's called, right? Meaning when I closed the loop, yeah. I sold, I bought my shares to give back to Matt. Yeah. Now they're buyers. They're people that were shorters that turned in to buyers. At this high because price. Because they got to cover so I went in. I went and bought Apple at two hundred a piece. I just spent a thousand dollars. I lost five hundred dollars because I got to give this back to Matt. Yeah. So these shorters cover their calls by buying it at two hundred, which drives the price even further up. Now, it just Kaylee hopping in there is not going to drive the price way up. But these hedge funds that have to buy back so much, so many shares, right. are going to get in there and like belly flop into that pool. Not only are they being killed by this high price but when they jump in there and buy it buy their stocks because they're like shit it's just gonna keep going up what if it hits 300 they buy it and then they actually contribute to the stock going up again yep so it's like this feedback loop of the price just skyrocketing so and it's, it's called like, a short squeeze so it's almost like what's that thing when they keep two people in separate questioning cells at like a jail and they're like hey your friend already ratted you out you should tell us and they're telling your friend the same thing but neither of you have ratted each other out. It's kind of like- a prisoner's if, dilemma. There you go. If everyone would just stop, <laughs> if like like people who are being fucked by a short squeeze are like, 
guys, don't buy it. We got to wait for it to go down. But everyone's like, I don't want to be the last one. I don't want to be the last yeah, one. I don't want to be the last one. I don't want one. it to hit 400, 500, 600, and I still haven't bought Matt's shares back. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. So this hypothetical situation actually happened to real hedge funds. Like they lost billions of dollars because these people on Reddit made a coordinated sting to go buy GameStop. I don't know if they lost billions. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Billions. Wow. So I think the question now is what happened after the short squeeze? And it's a little unclear when we're recording this today is January 28th. Robinhood, which is a popular uh, trading platform for retail investors. You people know? like us. Right. Robinhood actually stopped people who wanted to log onto the app and buy some shares of GameStop because people like you and me were like, yay, let's A, stick it to the man and fuck over these people who are shorting on Wall Street. But B, like, holy shit, this stock isn't going down. So maybe if I hop in and buy it like 300 um, and it goes up to 400, I've made 100 bucks. David beats Goliath and David makes like like some money. And also that happened. People were like, I've literally paid off my student loans because I was one of these people on Wall Street bets that put, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars in and then my stock inflated and now I sold it and I'm rich. Robinhood preventing people from buying it though. They've never done anything like that before, guys. They literally sent out an email to their app subscribers, of which I am one, and they were like, guys, sorry, we don't really know what the hell is going on. This is not what it said. It was actually a bunch of mumbo jumbo jargon. But basically they were like, (laughs) we don't know what's going on and we need y'all to stop buying this GameStop stock. So it basically halted trading, but only on the buy side. I think you were still allowed, you were allowed to, sell, to sell it. I think I didn't look which, at it. But. Guys, selling a stock would make it go down, which would bring it back to a normal level. Yeah. So, by the way, yeah. Side note, um, that happens on like the New York Stock Exchange and stuff too. Like, um, there's breakers, like switches that they'll implement if, uh, like a certain day of trading, it's too volatile. Which is kind of weird when you so, think about it. There's a couple of reasons why they might have done this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Robinhood might have done this because, number one, this is my suspicion. I think that they're worried that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the people who are in charge of this kind of shit, in charge in quotes, is going to ultimately find that something about this was illegal. So let's talk about what is illegal in terms of markets. You are not allowed to, so if you've ever wondered what like insider trading is, It's when you know something on the inside of a company and you leak it to people who could buy stock in that company and it either gives them information about how they should buy because the stock's about to go up and they need to get in at a low price or they need to sell because something bad's about to happen and they need to get out before it goes down. Now, I would say this was not insider trading. It's not like anyone knew anything about the inner workings of GameStop as a company and then battle that information. Maybe, stay tuned because I have a theory about that too. okay, okay. But I think that Robinhood was like, um, if this is actually illegal and bad and like you look at how many people used our app to do this, we're going to be wrapped up in like some kind of conversation about it. Maybe we're going to be an accessory or maybe we're going to get overregulated. So we're just going to press the pause button and ask you guys to like stop buying things. Yep, I mean, there's a lot of theories what happened that one makes a lot of sense to me there's another one that robin hood did get pressure from either investors like these from big like hedge funds big investors right or even the sec like hey uh i didn't tell you this but you kind of need to slow the roll on this yeah we got word from some hedge funds that they're they're pretty cranky but i think it's more of like they just didn't want to be involved yeah like so the first one the first thing i said okay because i have a third thing oh, that i think that they did what's the third thing and this is maybe actually what i think so robin hood has to cover they're kind of like a bank. 
they have to cover when you cash in and when you cash out. So if I decide to sell all my stuff and I want to like take, you know, maybe I made a thousand dollars on the app and I want to take my thousand dollars off the app, that thousand dollars has to come from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And similar to a bank, if everybody starts cashing out, they might not have enough cash liquidity to cover it. So I think they wanted to slow everything down Mm. because I think that they are preparing for all these retail investors who hopped onto GameStop to get ready to cash out. Oh, okay. That's interesting because you're saying, okay, they're still allowing you to sell at this price, but they don't want the price to go too high because if it gets too high and everyone wants to sell at that point, they don't have that kind of liquidity sitting around. Oh, something interesting that you just mentioned that I want to talk about is that you said you didn't think anything illegal was going on here. Nobody had like insider information. They were just oh, like, I don't know kill anything. the beast, kill the beast. And they did. <sighs> what I'm saying though, and what I've been reading is that people are like suspicious at how powerful David was to beat Goliath. And they're like, you know, the only thing that can beat a Goliath, right? Another Goliath. There might be oh, like- a Goliath sitting in that Reddit room. Uh-huh. pumping in information like hey guys we should sh- we should pump up the stock price so that they get shorted and really they have a long bet they have a long bet that's crazy i mean and it's just a theory and all all it speaks to there's not like a ton of evidence for this but all it speaks to is markets are manipulated and the manipulation can happen from a ton of little guys mm-hmm. or a few big guys and we need to hold space for the fact that there might be a big guy on both sides here Well, yeah, I think so many people are frustrated because it's like there's this deep down feeling that the markets are manipulated, but but then you see something like this happen and it's like, wait, it's been manipulated and all of a sudden these retail investors get involved and now you're going to shut down the manipulation? Yeah, it's okay when the rich people do it. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, but at the same time, I do too, but at the same time, hopefully if you've learned anything so far in the past few minutes that we've been talking, hopefully you're aware that like, you didn't know any of this before, and this is the tip of the iceberg even for us. So there's so much that we don't know, and that's because it's, it's designed that way. Yeah, It's designed to disenfranchise the retail investor, which is, again, to remind you, vocab lesson, you and me, people who have $20 in their hand and they want to bet it on a stock they believe in. So to wrap up, I want to talk about why this isn't like a holy celebratory issue. It's not like, ha-ha, we stuck it to the man, because actually this is not over. And there's some things that we need to talk about for all of those little Davids that hopped in there and bought GameStop. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's some Davids that, you know, it got a, what, what did GameStop get to like a 480 bucks or something? Like crazy know. high, right? There's some people that cashed out at the top. And they won. Okay. They won the game. There's a lot of people that didn't cash out. That at the bought top. in today. And the price went back down to like 120 yeah, people were bucks. Like, oh, wow, I can like hop in and make some money. And then the price went back down because, and this is important, stocks are meant to express a value of something. And value is determined by price discovery based on actual value. GameStop's actual value is not $300. It's just the natural price discovery of that moment. So people who don't know that and hopped in and were like, yay, I'm gonna ride this roller coaster to the top. It's not because when you invest in a stock, it's because you're investing in a belief. And if that belief doesn't have a floor, it's going to bottom out. And I'm really worried about all of these retail investors who did hop in and did make a purchase and are going to get wrecked, yep. which is one reason why I'm over here going, maybe Robinhood, instead of being a shitty, centralized, I'm not going to let you buy things, maybe there was a part of them that was like, we are worried that people are going to get fucked. I mean, 
That's a good point. And, and I, I mean, I don't like love them, but I also I don't hate them. I'm not going to put words in their mouth either way. I mean, we just don't really know. But the stock market is built upon an idea of valuation and price discovery. And the bottom line is, is that GameStop is way overvalued and people are going to start trying to jump ship without losing money. And so as people start jumping ship and the price goes down and down and down, people are going to be, what's the term you use? Left holding the bag. What is that from, do you think? I don't know. I, what, why don't we say something cuter like, Left holding the hot potato, left holding the bag. I like left. It could be a bag. great bag, bag holders. Maybe I want that bag. Maybe you do. Maybe What's you in don't. the bag? While these hedge funds could probably afford to lose billions of dollars, those little Davids can't afford to lose hundreds. So at the end of the day, the people that get hurt are the people that get hurt worse. Market manipulation is already really shitty, and just because we understand why our peeps on Reddit wanted to manipulate it and fuck with it. I, I mean, I totally did a little happy dance, but it doesn't mean that it's a 100% happy ending. A lot of people have 401ks, for instance, right? Those 401ks. And if you don't, your mom or your dad or your aunt might. Yeah. And, and part of people's 401ks typically have stocks in them. While I have a lot of um, opinions, let's say, on 401ks. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. It, it, does, it does hurt the average person on a level. So the stock market is built on ideas that are pre-internet. And now we have an internet. So how is that affecting it? Well, we saw that this week. We're in this super early days of the internet, and I could talk about that all day. Kaylee knows. Yeah. But I'll protect you guys. Um, I think we're still figuring out um, the growing pains that, that we're experiencing with the internet. You know, it's a great invention, but uh, it's definitely wasn't planned out. It's and also people, a cauldron of yeah. shit. And I, I'll tell you, I don't think Wall Street quite planned out all the ways that down the road that they might be affected by the internet. I actually think they did, and I think they're the ones doing it. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk Bitcoin to Me. You can find any information and links that we mentioned in the show notes below. Keep an eye out for our next podcast by following us on Twitter at Talk Bitty to Me. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Why are you trying to sound like a robot? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a hip hop song. No, I, no. Talk Bitty to Please Me. Please stop. <laughs>